Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro on this Thursday at the NovaCare Complex. A big week for the Philadelphia Eagles, bringing to terms and eventually signing to a one-year contract. Cornerback James Bradbury, a pro bowler in 2020, played two years with the Giants. Prior to that, was with the Carolina Panthers. You know the story and you know potentially the impact of James Bradbury in this defense. All of a sudden, the Eagles with Bradbury and Darius Slay as the on-paper starters on the outside of the cornerback positions of Ante Maddox, who had such a fine year last year in the slot. The Eagles really shoring up the defensive secondary with yet another outstanding off-season move. And I asked this question, best off-season you can remember since 2004? I understand 2011 and signing all those players and the quote-unquote, oh, Vince Young, where are you now? The dream team didn't work out for Philadelphia then. But remember, a lot of those moves came during training camp, and there was that work stoppage. I'm talking about the off-season. In 2004, the Eagles, who had been to NFC Championship game after NFC Championship game after NFC Championship game, went out and traded for Terrell Owens, brought in Dahani Jones, uh, missing pieces, Javon Curse in free agency, missing pieces that led the Eagles to the NFC Championship win and a place in the Super Bowl 39 against the New England Patriots. That one and this one really feel, I'm not saying, don't put words in my mouth, I'm just saying that what an offseason for the Eagles. Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White, Zach Paschal in free agency. And then the Eagles go into the draft and make the big, bold moves, selecting Jordan Davis in round one, trading for A.J. Brown, and then selecting Cam Jurgens, Nakobe Dean, etc. Everybody feeling really good about the team after the draft, acknowledging that there were still some areas that could be addressed. Well, Howie Roseman addressed that this week with the one-year edition of James Bradbury, who next week will be introduced to the media. We'll have an exclusive interview with him right here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. So stay tuned for that. Wanted to go in a different direction today with this podcast. And, you know, it's just interesting. We hear about the legend of Jeff Stoutland, and we live it here in the building, and we know what a high energy, just a gregarious, dedicated person he is to the craft of offensive line. And he's arguably the best in the business, right? I mean, the Eagles have been blessed for many years with outstanding offensive line coaches, Juan Castillo, Howard Mudd, Jeff Stoutland. This is something special. And I wanted to find out what exactly makes Stoutland tick. What makes him so good, so so relatable to the players? I mean, literally every single player who comes through here is a better football player in large part because of what Jeff Stoutland does. So I figured a great source, former Eagles offensive guard, a pro bowler for three straight seasons, just retired, Brandon Brooks. Uh, Caught up with Brandon, and we had the conversation about Jeff Stoutland. And it is very revealing. So let's do it right now. Brandon Brooks talking about, well, retirement number one, and then the genius of Jeff Stoutland. Brandon Brooks, um, first of all, I just want to say hello and hope retirement is treating you well. Everything good? Yeah, everything is good. Uh, you know, once I retired, just, you know, did a little traveling and uh, kind of just been, you know, hanging out. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to start school over at Ward in September with the NBA. So 
um, you know, just, I guess, transitioning over to, uh, you know, uh, just being a regular person now. So it's been a long, it's been a long time for you, right? Like forever. It's always, it's always been getting ready for the next football season. Yeah, exactly. It's like the first time in my life where it's like, you know, no OTAs, no training camp, um, you know, no, I don't want to say no structure, but um, you know, everything was so structured out with football. So, yeah, it's just, you know, get, getting adjusted to that, but, you know, life, life is good. Good, man, good. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Jeff Stoutland, and, you know, the Eagles used a second-round draft pick on Cam Jurgens, an offensive lineman, a center guard, and it, it made me think, again, we're going to see Stout work his magic, and I feel like every single player that Stout's ever worked with has gotten better and I wonder how he gets players ready for his way. You came here in 2016. When you were with Houston, Mike Devlin was your offensive line coach. What is the transition like, Brandon? Like, do you have to learn a whole new way of doing things? What's the secret sauce here for Jeff Stelland? Yeah, so, well, when I was at Houston, my, my first coach uh, was John Benton. And I you know, was extremely fortunate to, uh, to have him really show me the ropes and coming in for me it's like yeah it's it's just a different way of of doing anything and I always say like to young guys just come in you know with a, as a blank slate find somebody who's doing it at a high level and really try to you know be a sponge soak up as much as you can um and, and go from there so I was fortunate enough to have older guys where you know I was able to do that but uh yeah, I mean it's it's a new language, right? New terminology. Um the the playbook is so much more um you know I guess you could say vast, right? So in college you can have, you know, twenty, thirty plays, but in the pros it's so much more, there's so many more adjustments, uh things are a lot quicker, there's a lot more you know, disguising as far as coverages, you know, especially like from the center position. That's why I always gave, you know, Kelsey so much credit um, for him to be able to do what he's doing, not just, you know, getting us lined up as an offensive line, but seeing the safety rotation, making basically almost route adjustments, like, you know, with Jalen helping him out too, like it's so much going on. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a new language. It's a, a, a much bigger playbook. You're making, you know, decisions a little bit faster. You know, disguises are, are, are that much, uh, you know, better at the pro level. And, you know, it's going to take some time to adjust. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, great guys in the room. You know, Lane and, you know, Landon coming into his own. Kelsey, Jordan doing his thing. So, I mean, he'll be around guys who, you know, have had success and are having success. Um, and, you know, we'll learn from those guys. And, you know, Kelsey gave his stamp, right? So, I mean, obviously, uh, we we know Kelsey, you know, knows what he's doing. He's done it at a high level for, you know, forever. And so having a guy, you know, like Kelsey under his wing, I mean, there's no one better doing it, right? So you couldn't, you know, be in a better position from that standpoint. And then, you know, talking about Stout, <clears throat> you know, the greatest thing about Stout is, you know, he's much more than a coach. He's a teacher. And however you learn, he will figure it out and get, you know, get through to you. So some guys, you know, learn from a visual standpoint, right? You know, get on the chalkboard, you know, if this happens, what do you do here? 
some guys learn, you know, on the field. And I was a guy that I had to do, like, repetitions, um, you know, through it. And so, like, me and Stout, we would get, like, trash cans before practice, lined up like a defense. And we would literally walk through, you know, the plays or whatever I was having trouble with as far as, you know, understanding what was going on. And so not only would Stout do that, but if a guy wanted to stay, you know, after practice to get some extra, you know, Stout's there to make sure it happened. Um, you know, we would meet at well, 7.30 or 8. Stout would be there at 6 a.m. with guys just going over the playbook. Um, even when we would be going over film, I think as an older guy, you get to, like, I've heard and seen this stuff so many times. Why is he going over this? But at the same time, I think Stout was more or less understanding where, you know, it's, uh, and, we, and we spoke about this, it's the old Bruce Lee quote, uh, quote, right? Where it's like, I fear not the man that, uh, you know, practices 10,000 kicks one time, but the guy who practices, you know, one kick 10,000 times. And for Stout, you know, it's, it's the 10,000 times, like, you know, uh, rule. And so he's constantly going over the same thing year after year, day after day. And Stout would always say, like, yeah, you're not going to tire me out. And he's 100% right, and I love him for that, right? <laughs> That's what makes him great. So I think all that together, I mean, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's definitely, but, again, you got great guys in the room. You know, you got the best O-line coach in the league. I mean, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, him coming in and doing his thing, having a lot of success. Brandon, when you came here, like, did, were you aware of Stout and his methods, or was it was it all or was it all new to you? Uh, yeah, it was all new to me. But uh, you know, the thing is, uh, yeah, Stout's reputation has always preceded him. So, you know, I heard about uh, you know Stout, but when I got here, it was just like well, you got Kelsey, you got uh, Lane, you got JP. Um, obviously, he's doing something right. And so when I got here, I just, you know, uh, you know, put my, my trust and faith in him. And, I mean, you know, you, you saw what he, what he did for me. So, If you weren't – okay, so I, I guess – let's say you wanted to learn or felt that you would learn better not by the visual, not by the repetitions, not by the trash cans, but you were more of like a classroom learner. Does, does Stout – adjust to that also like it's kind of an individual player by player basis that he tries to bring out the best in you yeah yeah um you know i probably should explain that a little bit a little bit better but uh yeah so the the classroom part right so i would say like kelsey isaac like uh wiz when he was here like real like cerebral guys and so like, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, you know, stuff on the chalkboard and whiteboard and different scenarios. And it's, it's, it's really like test. It's really high level football. Um, you know, Stout can, you know, dig into and relate, you know, the guys, you know, a little bit, uh, more on that level, you know, for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, however you learn it or however you, uh, however you can, he can get it across to you. He can, he can make that happen. So, Again, for me, it was like the trash cans. I need to walk through it. Further, guys, you know, if it's the whiteboard thing, and um, you know, you, you know, that's how you learn. Like he can, he can make that happen too. So, you know, again, that's why I said the, you know, one of the best things about Stout is really the fact that however you learn, like he can get it across to you. Like he can conform it to to what you need. Amazing. Well, it, it, how about the 
footwork and the hand placement and the, you know, the technical stuff. Is it a lot different than, than what you had done in Houston? Uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's different ways. And, you know, when I was in Houston, it ran a little bit, uh, you know, more zone. So some of the, the blocking things were, you know, more fit for that. But, uh, you know, coming here as far as, uh, you know, the double teams, like, you know, the way he wants to do it, yeah, you know, it was foreign to me. But, uh, you know, again, you know, coming here, I've I seen he had, you know, players who already had success. So, you know, just putting my trust and faith in it, like, well, obviously he knows what he's doing. So, let, you know, let me try his way and, um, you know, go from there. And I also say, you know, he's a, he's a stickler, you know, for technique. It doesn't matter, you know, how many accolades you have or, you know, how great you are. He's still going to, you know, coach you hard. And I, I always really respected that about him. Brandon, do guys revere him in that room? Does everybody just kind of, is he like the the guru for everybody? Oh, yeah. I mean, look I mean, look at where he's been, right? So you could go to Miami. Uh, you could go to, you know, Alabama. You know, him coming here. Everywhere he's been, like, the offensive lines have been good. He's, you know what I mean? He's made, you know, great players. So, at this point, like his resume is, is is extremely extensive. Like he knows what he's doing. He's had success. He's had success at multiple places. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's you know he, he's he's the guru right now, man. He's he's the guy. How does he keep it fun for you, if that's even possible, for an offensive lineman? I know it's a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much repetition. It's, I'm always amazed when I watch practice and you guys go through this. It's like your dancers. You go through the same steps day after day after day. How does he keep it lively and fun and keep everybody engaged? Yeah. So, uh, you know, other than, you know, like I said, being a stickler as a coach and, you know, getting things through, he keeps it light just because, you know, stout, stout. Like, um, how do you – how do you not give 110% for a guy that gives you 200% every day? You know what I mean? Like, he, you, you know he loves the game. Like, whether it's 6 a.m., 6 p.m., like, he's the same guy. And so, he, like, he keeps it light by just, just being him, by, by having fun, by joking with the guys. But also, like, you know, he, you know he cares, right? So, it's funny. Uh, as I'm doing this right now, Sal actually called me this morning. Like early this morning, I think it was like six thirty or seven. <laughs> and so, yeah, like he's always checking in, like, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, he invites guys over, you know, just to have barbecues. Um, you know, it's just families involved. Uh, I mean, he, he keeps the light by you know just uh, just being him. He, he's just a great guy. So it's never, uh, I don't know, it's, it's never like heavy in our room. I never felt that like while I was playing. Like it was always like you know light. Like we, you know, we were, we took football seriously, you know, obviously, but you know, we kept it light. It was, you know, a uh, a good atmosphere. So, I love that quote. How do you not give one hundred percent for somebody who's giving you two hundred percent every day? I mean, if that's the relationship that a coach has with players, I, I don't think there can be any greater compliment, any greater relationship, right? A hundred percent. I mean. And, and, and even been around Stout, right? I mean, Stout, I don't know if I've seen somebody love football more than Stout. 
I have been doing, you know, done it a long time. I mean, it's just every day, like, it's sheer joy when he walks in. Like, you know, and, and how do you not, again, you know, give 100% where you watch him, you, you, you see him come in, you see the consistency, you see um, him coaching great players, you see him trying to help, you know, younger players, you see him stepping up um, to vouch for a younger player when, you know, uh, you know, cuts come around. You see, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, you see so someone gives so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's and it's consistent. So, well. Will there be, um, Brandon, for Cam Jurgens, a rookie, will there be a welcome to the Jeff Stoutland world of the NFL moment that he will experience? Was there one that you experienced? Oh, for sure. I mean, for sure. Uh, well, <laughs> uh you know, being a rookie is a is a is a unique experience. Uh, I'll say that it'll definitely, uh, you know, uh, a welcome to the to the league moment with style for sure. Will, will <laughs> I'll, he... I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay, it, 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 I, I feel like it's going to be something along the lines of his voice being raised and Stout having all this. The the amount of energy the guy has is is absolutely incredible. I think it's I think it's awesome the way the players respond to him and I. I can't remember a coach who's always who always I feel like and you tell me if you agree he maximizes players abilities. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I said earlier, you know, whether it's, you know, how he teaches you, whether it's the techniques, I mean, wherever, you know, your game is weak, you know, he can, he can improve it. And wherever you're at, you know, he can get you, he's that bridge to get you to where you want to be. Um, and again, you know, how do you, you know, not give 100% when he's giving 200%? Again, you see it consistently. So, I mean, uh, like I said, I look forward to, you know, Cam coming in and doing his thing and, you know, where he's at now. And, you know, Kelsey, you know, obviously vouching for him. Um, you know, he must have been a, you know, a great player. I didn't, um, you know, watch any tape or anything like that. But, uh, you know, where he's at now and, you know, with, with style and the great guys around, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to him having a bunch of success. Brandon, thanks so much. And, and also just the fact that Stout's staying in touch with you and it really does, I'm sure for you, cushion the blow. You're still part of the team. You're still part of, you know, Stout's world. And I mean, in a lot of ways, I would imagine he's kind of like a father figure in a sense, it, it, given all the time he's invested in you and, and all the time you invested in him. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, you know, me and Stout's relationship and a lot of the relationships Stout has, like it's, it's deeper than football. So, and, you know, whether it's me reaching out to him or him reaching out to me, you know, it's a relationship where, you know, for the, the rest of our lives, you know, we'll be, you know, connected. And again, you know, it's, it's deeper than football. And, uh, you know, if you ever, you know, needed me or his family ever needed me, then that, you know, vice versa. Yeah, that's that's always the case, so for sure. In this week's Extra Point, we are going to focus on the preseason. The Eagles have three preseason games. Uh, You know that. The schedule was released last week. A great schedule. Starts September 11th in Detroit. Five primetime games. 
super fun season ahead. The preseason begins on August 12th, home game against the Jets, and then the Eagles at the Cleveland Browns on the 21st. And then the 27th, the preseason concludes a Saturday night game at Miami. The Eagles will go down there a few days early and take part in joint practices. It's a common practice now, pun intended, in the NFL. Eagles did it last year with the Patriots coming to Philadelphia and the Eagles going to the Jets. So maybe you see that this this year a couple of times, Eagles getting on the road and doing some joint practices before the preseason games. Well, we know one of those, Miami, the week of, well, Saturday, 827, August 27th, the preseason ends. The Eagles will be down there all week practicing in that heat and humidity against the Miami Dolphins, prepping for that regular season opener against the Detroit Lions. And that is this episode's Extra Point. That will do it for this episode of Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Big, big weekend for the Eagles. If you haven't already and you want to, please join us at the Eagles Autism Challenge on Saturday. Early in the morning, it begins at Lincoln Financial Field. It is for a great cause. We heard Ryan Hammond last week talking about it. $15 million raised to fight autism. So join us, the entire organization taking part this weekend. I'm Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go birds! Go birds!